Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. They offer just about every battery under the sun, from car and truck batteries to batteries for your trail cameras and rangefinders. Select retail locations even offer cell phone repair and cracked screen repair. Find a local retail location at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. The Houndsman XP podcast is fueled by Joy Dog Food. Joy Dog Food has a rich tradition of supporting the Houndsman of America. Founded in 1945, Joy is proud of its history and the relationship it has built with the American Houndsman. And in 76 years, there's never been a recall. Made with 100% American-made high-quality ingredients, Joy Dog Food has one of the highest calorie-dense formulas on the market. For 76 years, this made-in-America product has kept hunting dogs in the field day after day, season after season. And when we say made in America, Joy has a long track record of fighting for American freedoms by being on the front lines against the animal rights movement and their extremist tactics. Joy will fuel your hounds and fight for your freedoms, fueled by Joy. This is the Houndsman XP Podcast. Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in here. The original podcast for the complete houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance. Get up there! Yeah! 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 Good boy! Good boy, Ranger! Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're going to catch a cat or a lion, you know, you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. Yeah, so how many days how many days a week do you spend out As much as I can to be honest with you. Anytime that I get I'm I'm out there. Join us for every heart pounding adventure on Houndsman XP. I'll tell you like I tell everyone else, I'm gonna hunt whether you're here or not, so you might as well be here. <laughs> Briar Creek Kennels is your complete hound hunting outfitter. Boots, lights, collars, and tracking equipment. Dog boxes, kennel supplies, collars, clothes, squalors. Whew, they have it all. Briar Creek Kennel is a garment and dog tree dealer. Owner Chris Girth will ensure Briar Creek Kennel customers will get top of the industry customer service. Whether you purchase from their website or you find them at a major coonhound event, Chris and his staff will share expert knowledge and experience about every product they offer. Chris Girth is a top competitor and breeder of hounds. He knows what gear you need to be successful. Look for Briar Creek Kennels on the web for a complete online store or look at their fully stocked trailer at any major coonhound event. Briar Creek Kennels, offering a hound hunting public generations of excellence. Okay, I think we're good this time. This is Josh Michaelis with the Houndsman XP Truth, or I should say the truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network. And today, I'm lucky enough to be, well, I, I would say I'm hosting them, but actually they're hosting me. I just sat down to a beautiful, beautiful large dinner at the home of Cheyenne and Jennifer Cummings in uh, Seneca, Missouri. And I'm joined by... Right now, Cheyenne and his boy, Dalton. How are you guys doing? Doing good. How are you, Josh? We're doing great. I want to thank you guys for joining me. First of all, that was a lovely dinner. You guys got a lovely house. 
and I just want everybody else to know that when I come over for a podcast, I expect pork chops and, and work out. <laughs> yeah, cheesy oh, potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, they, these guys, they've treated me really well. And so we've had a pretty good evening so far. We've been just sitting around cutting up over the dining room table, which is always fun. But uh, most of you people that are listening to this are going to know uh, who Cheyenne and Dalton are and, and Jennifer. And uh, we want to make sure and bring that to you because you guys have been a fixture in not only PKC, but UKC too. Yep. You guys are two guys that hunt both registries. You know, you don't really discriminate as far as that goes. And frankly, other than Kurt, we were just talking about the Kurt podcast. Most of the guys that I've been hunting with are straight PKC hunters and most of the guys that I've been interviewing. So it'd be nice to get your guys' perspective on that too. But Yeah. Uh, first of all, I want to start out with uh, Cheyenne and where did you I, first of all did you grow up around here pretty well, close I've been within 20 miles of here my whole life yeah so you've you're in coon country you're yes. in coon hound country there's a lot of hounds down lots there. of dogs yeah and did you get started pretty young I've, coon, I've had hounds in my yard my whole life my really? dad coon hunted my uncles everybody coon hunted what kind of dogs did you start with any kind there's mixed breed it didn't matter if they'd run in tree my dad had them yeah and you started with your dad yes that's that's cool did uh you guys did you competition hunt from the get-go or was that something you picked no up later? in my mid-teens i started my dad started hauling me to hunt yeah. what was do you remember what was your first coon hunting memory i want to ask that before we get started oh probably hunting with my my grandma's brother's coon hunting we started hunting with them when i was little and when they went when you went hunting, you walked from the time you turned dogs out till you gathered them up. You'd build fires. How anybody liked it, I don't know. My dad thought he'd burn <laughs> me out, but here I am today. I remember my kids got it so easy. <clears throat> yes. Man, they, we drive to them trees on a side-by-side, and they don't walk. Like, if we have to walk a half mile, they really think they've done something. Yeah, like we, had a, we had a two-cell flashlight to walk with and another one to shine with, and you didn't dare turn that one you shined with on while you was walking, <laughs> so you'd have a light to shine with when you got there. When did you get your first actual coon light? Oh, I was probably 15 or 16 years old, old before I... Was it an old wheat light? A wheat light, and then you had them hot lights that weighed about 15 pounds. <laughs> And Dalton, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you probably started hunting with your dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I always, when I was younger growing up, it wasn't until I was probably 13, 14 that I really you know, got into coon hunting. I always played a bunch of sports and stuff, and I never really took it serious until I was 17, 18, probably around my senior year of high school and shoot me and my buddies i don't know why they ever let us but my brother-in-law now uh we're just really good buddies in high school you talking about tyler no uh andrew douthat uh we were partners on the minklers kansas maxine female yeah and bought her when we were in high school and shit we'd take off for a week you know middle of school year take off (laughs) go to the world hunt or something for a week so we had a lot of fun with her but no i started out hunting with dad uh I didn't really realize how bad it sucked until just a few years ago. We'd hunt down south of Seneca, and, I mean, it's mountains, yep. straight up, straight down, rough, rough country. And once I moved to Oklahoma, I was introduced to the pecan orchards, mm-hmm. you know, and hunting over there with Tyler and Lane and them big orchards, you know, that's just where I hunt now. But here two years ago, I think, we were down there south of Seneca with dad and he cut a dog one way and cut shack another way. And this dog gets treed down there and he sends me and my buddy in there to get him. He has 600 yards. We were two and a half hours. <laughs> I told him, I said, why anyone would turn a dog loose in here on purpose is beyond me. Shy, you knew it was going to take yeah, a little them, while when yeah, you said it with her, didn't you? Yeah, them guys don't come over and pleasure hunt with me. If I hunt with Tyler or Dalton, I got to go to their, their spots. I don't say, I mean... You guys know where I live. You've yes. hunted oh, where yeah. I live. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I can't blame them. Not yeah. as good as it gets. <laughs> so, Shy, when you started with your with your competition side of it, was you hunting mostly UKC hunts? Because I mean, back then that's about that was that's the big about deal all then. there was around here was UK. Yeah. There were, there wasn't a PKC club that I knew of around here. Everything yeah. was UKC. What dog was it? You remember what dog you put your first cat put in your first cast? There's a dog called Spider. He's out of he's a rock bred dog. Yeah. Did you win? 
Yeah, he's probably the best dog I've ever owned. To this day. To this day. The best dog that Cheyenne Cummings ever yes. owned was the first dog he ever put yeah. in a competition at. I probably I didn't realize what I had until now, but he's probably the best hound I ever owned. Well, considering what you've owned, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, he he was a good one. Where did he come from? I got him. An old man pulled in my yard. I'd never met him. He had a pair of dogs. He said he was too old to hunt. He just wanted something to run loose in his yard, and if I had something, he'd give me these young dogs. There's litter mates, and he was one of them. Really? Yep. I'll be darned. That's where I got him. What, uh, did you, you had some success with him, though, in the hunt? Yes, I, I granted him. Then they had a lot of what they call jackpot hunts. Yep. It wasn't a sanctioned hunt, but there's jackpot hunts everywhere. And there's no telling how much money I won with that dog. Well, yeah, back then, I remember the first time I heard, I was probably 17 or 18 when I ever heard PKC was a thing. Yes. I didn't even know you could hunt for money. No, me I mean, we never had no jack. We had some Calcuttas, maybe at a like a UKC hunt or something like that. But uh, I thought, wow, hunting for money. Yeah. So you could actually win money back. Yeah. I, thought, I might like. I like that. So yeah, you guys had a lot of jackpots. A lot of jackpot hunts. They yeah. wasn't sanctioned, but they were just jackpot hunts. Yeah, That's pretty I, much every week. Really? Yes. So what would a jackpot hunt cost to enter? Uh, Twenty bucks. Really. And but at a lot of them jackpot hunts, they'd be eighty to a hundred dogs. No kidding. Yes. Yeah, it's changed. We had a RQE hunt. It was in the early '90s. We hunted 107 dogs out of our club at Seneca. What uh, I'm going to touch. I want to. I want to talk more about your past and how you guys got started and everything. But this is going to follow up to a podcast that's going to air here in a couple of days that you guys are going to listen to. And and me and Jed were sitting down and talking, and he says that some of the prestige is gone and that there's too many coon hunts. A platinum champion ain't a platinum champion anymore. And anybody who's listened to this will probably have listened to last week's episode, so if you haven't, go check it out. Uh, what do you think about that? Do you think, it, you think there was that many dogs at one event because it, the events were rarer, or do you think there's then, less coon hunters? Or? I think there's just as many coon hunters as there's ever been. But then you had three or four or five big hunts a year. So every one of them hunts, everybody went to them because they – knew when they was going to be and they saved up and went to them hunts but there's only four or five all year long yeah i know when i was coming up 10 or 10 11 years old whenever i was following my grandpa around to ukc hunts there was always 60 dogs yes 50 to 60 dogs but i think we only maybe hit eight or ten hunts a year yep yep you know it was about like that down That's here about same the way same down way here. it was same way it was here yeah. you know there's some local hunts as far as big hunts four or five throughout the country all year long yeah there was autumn oaks winter classic uh battle of the breeds battle of the huge. battle of the breeds at ada they used to have battle of the breeds and they'd hunt two three hundred dogs every year down there and i'm i should know this and i don't know i mean but do they still have battle of the breeds they have battle of the breeds and i think they hunt about 25 30 dogs no yep. kidding yep that's crazy because i remember one of the first times we took uh, some skipper pups down to a hunt would have been in 2004 or five or something like yeah. that. And it was Battle of the Breeds, and it was a pretty big deal then. It was yeah. big. That's right in there is about when it started slacking off yeah. a little bit. But I think now they hunt, you know, 30, 40 dogs at the most. Huh. Well, I mean, that's something. Do you think it's because just the sheer number of hunts, though? Number of hunts. That's where we're at. Pretty much. Every night but Sunday, I can be to hunt within an hour of my house. Yeah. You know, six nights a week. I, I mean, that's nice, but uh, we all miss those days where... Yeah. Yes. Because I remember when, if you may have, if you had a night champion, it was a big deal. Yes. They were, night champions were hard to make. Night champions and grand nights, you, you hardly ever heard of a grand night dog around. No. I know, I'm going to, I don't know if Dale Beaver's listening to this podcast, there's a local hunter up there and he's still got good dogs. But he had a female called Kate that had like 19 second place yes. finishes and never could get a first and never made night champions. Yes. I hunted with <laughs> a guy, his dog, it was the same way, you know, 15 to 20 seconds and thirds, never did get a first and never made night champions. And that's a lot of cast wins. A lot of cast. Yeah. yeah. And that's a good dog and he treated lots of coons. Yeah. He just couldn't get the first. Yeah. That's crazy. So you started hunting with you started hunting in the UKC. When did you go to the PKC hunts? When did the first PKC club start uh, showing up? Mid nineties. 
mid to late 90s when I started hunting PKC. Was it, uh, what dog was it? A dog uh, called Bart. He's a hillbilly Mac bred dog. Yeah, pretty good dog. He's a nice dog, yeah. Dalton, uh, you said you started taking it serious when you was, what, 17, 18 years yeah. old? Is that yeah. when you started getting into hunts too? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. What was you hunting? Was you hunting Maxine? We then? had the Maxine female, and then if both of us went, Andrew, he'd get to drinking beer most of the time <laughs> when we'd go on the road. You know, we'd find somebody that's 21, buy us a 30-pack of Keystones. Uh, so if he wasn't too drunk, he'd hunt Maxine and I'd hunt Mafia. Yeah. But uh, we, I hunted, hauled Mafia a lot then. Yeah. Uh, but I, Maxine, she was a good jit. That was one of, one of the better females I've ever hunted with. Did you get her from Minkler? Yep. Did you? Yep. The night we tried her, uh, we called Greg. He wanted... What do you want? Forty five hundred for something like that. So, yes. Um, uh, and knowing Greg, you know, I I was young. Dad knew Greg good, but I didn't yeah. really know who he was. Eighteen year old kid, forty five hundred bucks. A lot of that's a lot of scrap metal. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, anyway, so I called Greg and he said, "Hey, come get her, take her hunting." Uh, first time, the first drop, we cut her loose and she strikes and comes out across an open field into a little thicket and catches and kills. Like a 250-pound sow hog by herself. <laughs> and then she treats seven singles. I told really? us, we better get this one. Yeah. She, was, she was a bad unit. When, did you, when you started winning, uh, was it addictive immediately? Yeah. Was yeah. Uh, I mean, I was addicted. The first, I, other than like a hunt at Seneca... I probably hunted three or four PKC hunts at Seneca, but the first hunt that I really went to, like a PKC hunt, was the world hunt. Really? Yep. Well, that's a pretty big, yeah, pretty yeah, big we lead just, right we there. We just jumped right in, but uh, that was when John Parsley was running Jake a lot, and I drew John three early rounds, and he beat me by a quarter all three nights. You drew John Parsley three early three rounds? Three early rounds in a row, and he beat me by a quarter. I scored uh, 875, and he had 900 the last night I drew him. Yeah, I drew There's him. 300 and some odd entries yes. every yep. night. Yep. What are the odds I of draw, drawing the same I, guy? I don't know if I draw him three <laughs> nights in a row. Yeah, I wasn't out there, and he'd call me. He said, I drew Parsley again. That Parsley yep. was packing a good dog. Yeah, yeah. Jake yeah. was a good, Jake was a good, good dog. dog. Yes, he was. So you're starting to hunt, and you, we're going to touch on Mafia here in a little bit because Mafia is one of the more famous dogs that you guys hunted. Yes, sir. I got to hunt with Mafia. I was lucky enough, but Ma- I was older. You know, Mafia was older whenever I got yes. that. Dalton had brought him up with Ty one time. I was still hunting. Do- I believe we had Dollar, Trader, and Mafia. Yeah, Dollar, we? Trader, and Mafia Yeah, that, that was a lot. Of, that was three good dogs mm-hmm. that turned loose that night. We treated a lot of coons, too. But... Did you get Mafia as a baby pup? Was he a starter pup? No, was he... he was a weaning pup when I bought yeah. him. And yep. so that's how most of your good ones have been. All of them that I've, as of late, everything, I raised my own. Yeah. And so I'll, that's before we get into Mafia, uh, one thing, because I, I'm a big fan of raising baby puppies. Yes. I mean, everything that I keep, it seems like I got them at six, seven, eight weeks old. And it seems like that's the only way I can find one that I really, really like. That's and from what I'm, I'm gathering from you guys, you guys are the same yep. way. Yes. So what are you looking for? I mean, your breeders, your trainers, you hunt PKC, you hunt UKC. So it, that's a lot of aspects right there that I don't get all the time. You know, a lot of the guys I, I interview are either just handlers yes. or they're just dog trainers or they're just PKC guys or something like that. So yes. You're looking for something that's kind of the the whole package. Yes, sir. And what do you look for? Because I tell people I can see traits in little baby pups that most people think I'm crazy. Are you guys seeing things out of yes. little pups? Yeah. What, what are you looking for? You know, you, you, I'm lucky where I live where I can let pups run loose. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you want the one that's off by itself all the time. And I'm always looking for a track dog. Treeing can come later. Every dog anymore is going to make trees. But I, I watch them out here in the yard and in the woods and stuff, and I want the one that's the track dog of the group, and that's where I usually start at. What, uh, I mean, because I know I've raised several litters, and I'm looking at, looking for pups, and when I'm looking at something, I always want the boldest pup. Oh, yes. yeah. Are you guys looking for the same yeah, thing? Yeah, the boldest, the one that's going to whip everything else's butt off the feed pans, the, the dominant pup. Yeah. What, uh, when you seen Mafia, was he all that? 
Yes, he was, Mafia's the most natural dog I ever had on the place. He, as far as easy starting, he was, Mafia, I never hunted with nothing, hardly at all, until he was a year old. Even from starting, I started him by himself, and he just started out natural treeing coons. Yeah. What, uh, when did he start treeing coons? How old was Mafia he? Mafia was about five months old when he treated his first coon. Really? Yes. Solo coon by himself, yes. five months old? Yeah. That's pretty impressive, actually. I know Con was, I think, six and a half months old. That was the earliest I'd started one, mm -hmm. or had one started. I started out with Mafia. I'd drive around and shine down them creeks. If I seen a coon, I just cut him down. Yeah. And, uh, he, he treated him from night one. Did, did, uh, he didn't just, you didn't turn him loose with the old dogs? You no, didn't do anything just, crazy? Just, he's only just him by himself. All really? Him. Yes. When did you first start, first start putting Mafia in hunts? Uh, Mafia was a grand knight by 17, 18 yeah, months. Yes, so I knew. I he thought was he young. was young. Yeah, he was real young. I'm getting Speaking that. of pups, we've got a deer race going yeah. on out <laughs> here. I can hear him. <laughs> I hear him. I got one of my dogs. I got my healer in the truck. And I thought, you know, that pup's probably going to bark a little bit around him, but I didn't. I'm, I'm guessing that pup there probably ain't going to stay in the yard all night. No, is he, it? He, no. he goes. Yeah, he'll be gone. <laughs> yeah, go catch him. Yeah, he's fine. We got one thing about it. If you're going to go to a houndsman's house, you're yeah. going to have to listen to some hounds bark. Yes. Oh, That's yeah. the way it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. So you've got Mafia. You've got it. When did you know or think that Mafia was special? At a young age. Mafia was a super accurate dog, and he was, he was one you didn't have to whip and beat on to be a loner. He, yeah. was, he was just a dead loner from day one. One thing I do want to touch on is we get a lot of guys out west that are that are bear hunters yes or they're they're hunting mountain lions or they're they're hunting dogs in a pack and those dogs need to pack yes but they can't just or they can't understand you know this whole loner mentality that we look for and how important is it and i've said a hundred times dead loners are cool but they're weird yeah. yeah they're they're odd dogs you know they usually got some kind of quirk about them but every now and then you get a dead loner that doesn't have that quirk that when something comes into him he's not weirded out or he doesn't he hauls good and mafia won real late in life and that's how i kind of maybe look at them dogs that are that are dead loners but they're also you know still winning late in their careers that maybe they're not quite a strange dog is what, yeah, what a lot of he, dogs could come and cover him he just back up and give it to him he wouldn't fight or blow he just scoot back and give him the tree and set back in tree yeah and did he he never had any issues when he was getting when he was getting brought up of leaving trees and stuff cut no, no, or nothing no, like he that never, he just won mainly because you never had to whip him to be by himself so he, he just never left trees yeah he, he was just like indifferent as to what was going on, I guess, be about the best word I could use to describe him. He just, he didn't really give a crap, you know, if they, if they covered him fine, if they didn't, fine. He just kind of did his deal. Well, that's always kind of been like my definition of independence yes. is in, is indifference. Yes. You know, if they don't know, if they, if, if I, even an independent dog will back a dog sometimes because it's running a track. If a dog beats it to him, it's still going to tree there because that's their tree. track. Yes. Well, did Mafia? So he, I mean, he never shown any signs of weirdness. He never shown any signs of anything like that. No. Do you think that was all breeding, or did, I mean, it obviously wasn't training. No, it wasn't. It wasn't nothing to do with anything I done. It was just what he done was natural. Yeah. So and did he th he threw that in his pups? I assume yeah, too. Yeah, most about every one of his, but some of his pups was so independent they was even hard to train. Yeah. Because they wouldn't even go to dogs from night one. So it's hard to get them coons, but most of them finally, once they treat a coon by themselves and you knocked it out, it was pretty much over for them. Because I know, and and Mafia, how many pups did Mafia have on the ground? Oh, 150 at the most. Oh, that's it? Yes. I, I think it was like 136, yes. I think. Is, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Yep. And when he, when, I, when he quit, when he went sterile, he was the number one living reproducer in UKZ. How old was he when he went sterile? Uh, about eight. Yeah. And so, I'm thinking because I that that actually surprises me. Yes. Because especially, I mean, in, down here and in our country, you run into a lot of mafia dogs. Yes. A lot of mafia dogs. Yes. I Jennifer told you to turn that thing off because it was going to ring during this podcast. Yes. 
<laughs> Usually it's Finley that interrupts us halfway through the podcast. Yes. Now, so we can blame it on Shy this time. <laughs> but uh, I figured he would have three hundred pups on the. No, ground. I never bred. He never bred his first female till he was. He he bred a female when he was two, and I bred the same female when he was three or three and a half. And this is that's the only bitch he bred until he's about three yeah. and a half years old. Did it change when you started breeding females to mafia? Did it change the way he hunted? None. See, that's a, that's another outlier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that usually changes the dog a lot when you go to breed Mafia, I could breed him to a female 10 minutes before I went hunting, and he was still the same dog. I think you could have cut him with that bitch, and he wouldn't have bothered him. Yeah. And so, because I ran into Mafia, and you still do. Yes. You know, you still run into Mafia dogs all the time. Yes. And I mean, I'd have guys that just come up to pleasure hunt, and I'd say, what's that dog? I'd say, oh, it's out of Mafia. So the fact that he's only got... 130, 140 pups on the ground. Yes. And we're still running into them everywhere is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. And so you breed Mafia and you get Shaq. Yes. And so how did Shaq start? He is a junky, wild, deer running, <laughs> a lot like a lot of pups out of Mafia was. Yeah. Just real wild. Uh, There's a lot of nights that I drove off and would leave him running deer and go on coon hunting and come back and get him later. Is that where you come in, Dalton, when yeah, your dad would yeah. get mad at him? Run him down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. did you guys kind of hunt, hunt Shaq together? Was that all shy? Was it? No, uh, we can't hunt together. No, we don't, we don't we don't hunt together. We've got we. I say we have totally different training techniques, and we do in a lot of ways. Now, if I if I have one that's doing something just you know ignorant, I'll call him and you know for mm-hmm. an idea. But we we rarely pre- pleasure hunt together. So that some people's going to think that's strange, but considering me and my brother yeah. never hunt together either. No, I bet me and Jeremy have hunted together maybe five or six times in the last three or four years. Yes, that's yep. about how we yeah, are. That, we, we just don't hunt together. Yeah. He hunts. He hunts by himself, and I hunt by myself. Well, you guys can get a lot more pups trained that yeah. way. Two and guys that, hunting by yeah. yourself. Yeah. I I don't know. We both just kind of like to hunt one dog too. Is yeah. a lot of it just hunting by themselves, and you can do a lot more work. Just, yeah. you know, he dog. likes a barking dog, and I like a tight mouth dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm with shy on that one. Yeah, he can't. <laughs> the dogs that I like, like, well, that demon dog that yeah. hung himself on me. Uh, when I started him. He was ignorant. I mean, this dog was a, he was a lunatic, but I'd hold him back and just pet him. We'd cut dogs, and I'd just have him going berserk before I'd cut him, you know. And I started him basically trailing dogs and cutting him on deer. That's how I started him. And once I got him where he, I mean, he'd bark when he was a pup, you know. Once he figured things out, he didn't bark quite as much. But, I mean, there were nights he'd bark 70, 80 barks a minute on the ground just from the time you cut him. Uh well, anyways, I get him where I think he's pretty much right. Uh, he wasn't a dead loner, but he was like a kid. I mean, just crazy intelligent. You could take him, say there's a dog treat over here 100 yards, and I need a quarter. I can get him off that tree, and I could pet him and lead him towards that dog and cut him. He'd just cover him like a blanket. He knew what you wanted. And if I, I could pull him off of a tree and jerk around on him and get rough with him and cut him, he'd just – like a rocket the other direction you know it just is weird knew exactly what i wanted but i got busy with work well i was working midnights and couldn't hunt there for probably six months i worked mm-hmm. midnights and i sent him to dad to hunt him for me i got put back on evening shift and uh i go get my dog and i turn him loose and man he doesn't say anything it's like 30 minutes and he doesn't say anything and <laughs> Next thing you know, he just dies treed in there about a mile. Never, never said a word on the ground. I called him. I said, "You've ruined this thing." Shy at him, broke. I took just the, right the shotgun collar to him. Yes, I did. Uh, so when Mafia's coming up, you started him, Shy. Yes. When did? Because he was a young dog when he started winning too. Yes. If I'm not Very mistaken. Young. Yes. So when did he start putting him in hunts? He's he was you as far as UKC hunts. He's about look twelve, thirteen months old. I was so busy with the kids. I didn't get to run the roads like I get to that I can now. So he didn't get a haul to a lot of PKC hunts. If I'd have got to haul him like I do Shaq, I feel like he'd have done a, yeah. a lot of winning. When when Shaq's coming up, did because uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the I drew Shaq at 
La Plata one night. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the first time I'd hunted with you, yes. if I remember right. And he looked good. We had a pretty good hunt. Yes. Shaq left her. Well, actually, Dalton, you can give one on your old man. Your old man treated that dog when he shouldn't have. Yes. I, oh, treat, yeah. I, I treat him twice that night when I shouldn't <laughs> yes. have. I've seen him. I've walked with him a couple of times with quite a bit on the line. Yeah. And uh, him treat that dog. And I'm just sitting back there. What in the heck are you well, doing? I know, I know for the first time Shaq was treated. But he didn't have to treat him. You could have waited a little yes. bit and treated him. But yeah, yes. Shaq was treated the first time you treated him, but he left it and he took left. a punt. Yes. But he treated two coons that night. And I remembered when he first came treated right, uh, we were in between, I think, Con's tree and Eldon's tree or something or anything. And yes. Shaq come treated in there right. And I was impressed. Yeah. I mean, I hunt loud dogs, and we've always hunted loud dogs, and we've got dogs with good mouths. With the way Mafia or I'm sorry, the way Shaq trees is unique. Yes, he's oh, he's, yeah. he's a different sounding type yes. dog. Yes, I mean, he was in there just steady as a rock. Yuck, yeah. yuck, yuck. And then it sounds like he's trying to eat something. Yeah, he'll throw in big old strings, yes. <laughs> he yeah. sounds like a dog that something's coming into him and he's trying to blow it off, but there ain't nothing around nothing him. Nothing around him, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. So what I want to do, and I'm going to go ahead and ask you this on the podcast, is while Shaq's still around, I want to come down here with the cameras one weekend Yes, and we'll get some oh, yeah. video of him on sure. the on the big show on the big show stuff, and people could see that because that's just I mean it was cool. Yes, I wanted to throw that out there because I I've always been a I've been a Shaq fan ever since he came treat the first time with yeah. me. But <laughs> so you start you started winning with Shaq, and what all did you win with Shaq? First of all, we were we were talking about Mafia. What Mafia end up with? Mafia as far only, as wins. He he was only uh, he's only a silver champion. I just never got a hall mafia. Yeah, but he was close to a gold. Yeah, yes, he yeah, he had right at nine thousand. And he won, he won a bunch like the Russ Meyer yeah, hunt. Yeah, uh, he won a bunch there a couple of times. He had you know a lot of money. One that didn't count towards anything, yeah. just invitational hunts and what, stuff like uh, that. But but that's also it's not like today no when mafia was coming no up. i mean you're talking a hundred cast wins in pkc yeah. and you know nine thousand dollars one hundred yeah. plus cast wins i remember when dollar made a gold champion it was a huge deal yes i mean a gold champion was it was great. a big now it's now a gold champion is nothing like we was talking earlier so yeah. many hunts and so many big hunts if a guy can afford to go which i can't if a guy can afford to go, it you can make a dog a platinum champion in a weekend. In a night, yes, yeah, one yeah, night, I mean, one night you can you do it yep. right, you can make a platinum champion. Yes, yep. But I remember what it was like to struggle. I remember when I thought, man, if I could just get fifteen hundred dollars worth of career earnings, maybe these guys would pay attention to me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Now, now that's not even an entry. No, they don't even look at you. It's all I want to run this by you. I was talking with Jed, and this will be in the podcast before you guys air. Is uh, we were talking about some of the prestige being gone and we touched on that too and you know too many hunts what about you know keeping track of cast wins because how many cast wins do you think mafia had oh Moff- all of mafia's money for the most part was 30 and 50 dollar hunts yeah. you know there's no telling how many cast wins mafia had if a guy figured them up because it's hard you guys got a lot of good coon dogs down here in this area yes. oh yeah yes so yeah. when mafia's running ty was hunting Ty Anderson, you had Lane Denny with Emmy. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of good There's dogs. world champions, there's gold yeah. champions. We, uh, this last year, I drew out in a three-dog cast at a UKC hunt, Adair, Oklahoma, had $70,000 worth of dog earnings between yeah. the three dogs. Yeah. And a so, dang UKC. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it, yeah. it, it it's hard. People think, because, I mean, you go in some places in the country – and it's not hard to get a $30 cast win. No. You know, there's a couple guys that are starting pups or trying to get their 101 or something yep. like that, and then there's one guy with a good coon dog, and you go in there and you mop up, up, it's done. But down here, especially when Mafia was coming up, yes, those weren't easy cast to win. No, no. There's a, even today, you go to a lot of our $30 hunts at Seneca, you're going to draw pretty much everything's either a gold or platinum champion. You know, there's some silvers, but... Pretty much everything you draw is a silver or better. So how do we get? How do you guys think we get some of the prestige back? Because I don't know. I don't know if the thirty dollar and fifty dollar hunts are going to be able to sustain themselves. No, they're already. They got these hundred dollar legacies and stuff. It's better to if you're going to run for a truck ticket or whatever. You're better to spend the hundred dollars and go one time and win four hundred. Is have to 
go to 15 hunts to get 400 winning 30 dollars hunts do you think that that's just the way we need to go and let it happen or do you think there's some way to bring some of these smaller hunts back i i don't know i yeah. i don't have the answer for that what do you think dalton your sign over there let me at, let me have it at this <laughs> i mean at this point they're we're ne- they're never gonna completely i say they won't with peak there's no telling what they will do but there's a lot more average working guys than there are the john stricklands of the world yeah you know so there's always gonna be 30 and 50 dollar hunts now getting the prestige back to a win that's out the window i mean yeah. anytime you can go win you know a couple casts to make 50 60 000 in a weekend and the thing is is i don't know who won last weekend i'll figure out you know this coming weekend i'll know who won and by the next weekend i'll have forgot and there'll be no. you know another yeah another there was, one there was a four thousand dollar entry hunt in tennessee and i don't even know who got in. yeah, yeah. I, you yeah. know and and not that many years ago we would be able to tell you exactly who won early who they drew right. in the semis who got in you know but now it's just like well they you know won another forty thousand. it's just when oh. the when the regular hunts has got bigger than your world hunt then you got problems yeah mm-hmm and me and Jed were talking also on the on the podcast going to air before this is these week long open events that are going and they are going away. Yeah, I think the Lone Star Five Thousand will be the last yep. bastion of the of the fifty dollar open events because I think that they just do it so well and it's yes. so much fun yep. down there. But uh, I thought maybe you know if we're going to have champion pedigrees or champion uh deals of any kind maybe it should be based on cast wins instead of money or yes or separate ones yes you know have a ukc went to that with the grand night times two times three whatever you know it takes more to be a grand night it takes more to be a night champion than it used to so maybe that you think that would be a route we could go i think that would be the way to go is go off your cast wins because how many i mean how many cast do you think mafia won I well over a hundred. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd say 150, 200 casts probably. And you took if you won 150 or 200 casts today, how much money would that be? Oh, uh, yes. Un- you know. I mean, yeah. Because see, they didn't even have the hundred dollar legacy hunts mm-hmm. when I was hunting him. So it's just a whole different game now. And so for guys that have are not familiar with PKC and money earned things like that, you guys are paying. On a Tuesday night, like a $30 entry. Yes. Yep. And if it was full, which back then, usually, the, you could yes. get a full cast, the most you could win is $72. $72. Yep. So to make just a silver champion at $4,000, you had to have whatever, I'm, I'm, math's not my strong suit, so 72 yeah. into 4000 So you're going to have to have at least, you know, 40 cast wins just to make silver champion. Yes. Yeah. And now I can make silver champion in one cast win. One cast win. Yes. I actually won one cast, and we split at Memphis. It was four thousand dollars. Yep. So, yep. The, for those that don't know, it's a little easier now to win some oh, money. Oh, yeah, yes. for sure. <laughs> so you got Mafia coming up. You won. You you won a lot with with uh, Mafia, and now you got Shaq coming up. I should say. Uh, what all did you guys do with Shaq? Well, Shaq, he's been in the finals of the UKC World Hunt. I've had him in the finals of the Truck Hunt twice. Uh, I think he's been in the top 15 of the UKC World four times. He's been in Na- or the semifinals of Nationals and the UKC World a couple times yep. each. What? Uh, tell me about your first uh, final cast in the World Hunt. First final cast in the UKC World Hunt, uh, we went to Georgia. Oh, that's and right. That was a That was a year. And I drove home 15, 16 hours, and they called and said we was going to have to come back. Well, I'm hard-headed, and I said I ain't going back. And Dalt said he'd take him, and Dalt took him back and got him in and got third. Yeah, yeah. What? I can't even remember what happened there. Uh, that was the whole, the Sambo debacle. Yes, that's right. But uh, when I went back, I drew, I had a handsome Tucker and a Jip off of Wyatt Wright's stuff down yeah. there. Uh, trying to think what she was. She's a gold champion female, I know. Um, uh the early round i just just destroyed them uh i say that tree two coons three coons in georgia down there in that yeah. hunting but uh you treat three coons down there because i looked at the scores down there that week was, yeah they weren't very good no that's a, that a tough place to come we out. uh we turn loose and <laughs> nick strikes tucker i mean 
off the lead snap strikes him. I was like, oh, my gosh. Well, nothing else barks, and Tucker, he was barking, but and Nick, he can say what he wants, but the dog was running an armadillo and put him in a hole down there, and I'd say he'd agree with me. And Nick trees him and ends up and takes 100 minus, and Tucker comes back by us and takes another 100 minus. While this is going on, I just hear dogs. Where We cut. It was kind of a weird place to cut. We cut on... I don't know if you call it a peninsula or what, just like a finger that ran out into the lake. Yeah. And it was, I looked at my Garmin and, you know, measured it or whatever, and it was 700 yards to the point of it, and it was 200 yards wide. Yeah. So <laughs> when they get to the end of it, there's dogs barking. I don't know what they are. Nobody's saying anything. I strike for 75, and everything comes back by us, and they all take minus. Well, Shaq, when I was looking at my Garmin, uh, I just kind of step over in this lane and, they can say I was cheating, but I was just trying not to get minus. I slapped yeah. my uh, antenna on my leg, and he just like a rocket. He's treed, you know, within two minutes. He's kept treed. coming back by. Yeah, you. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so they had all taken minus, and I've got a coon for 200, and recut him off of that. as a kitten he had. Recut him off of that, and he goes 75 yards and just trees another one. Uh, the jip covered me. And Tucker was way out of pocket. We called timeout, recut, and he treated another one. It was over. And then in the late round, that was a, the final four. That was a cluster. I don't remember the play-by-play on that. Yeah, I should. I will probably if you jog my memory. What happened? We uh, we turn loose. We drive back into this place, and it was a beautiful spot. Too much water, but a beautiful spot. I mean, we were up to the tops of our waders pretty much the entire time. Uh, we turn loose. I can't remember what we strike for, but, uh, the black and tan female trees a coon dog covers are on a feeder bucket, just right out of the truck. Shaq's trailing down here left-handed and puts one in a big beaver dam in that slough and stayed there. I didn't trim, uh, for probably, I mean, he was over there for mm-hmm. 10 minutes. You we're, can tell he was yeah, in something. We're, we're shining this tree and whatever, and we pull off of it and they're walking and they start the stationary on me, and it runs down like four minutes, and he finally shuts up, you know, breaks it, and ends up and gets treed. Uh, and that tree, that first tree cost me, that was the difference between third and first. I get in there, and what he, I don't even really know if I should say this, but <laughs> he had chewed a vine in half. Yeah, There's a big, like a limb had fallen out of this tree, and he's chewed this vine in half. And for whatever reason, the stupid idiot has his butt to the tree, and there's a big hollow, like the limb that had fallen out was hollow, and that vine's right in front of you. Know, he's chewed yeah. it in half, and there's a coon in the vine. I get minus in this because hollow. Because they don't touch. I, well, I get minus in this hollow log. They said he was tr- you know, baying at the log, yeah. and the coon's you know right above his head. So I take 175 pump and threw me a good Dalton Cummings fit you know, out there in the <laughs> woods. They didn't put that in the play-by-play, but I was hot. Um, uh we, I cut him back loose, and he's treed through there in no time. I strike him and just leave him treed. I didn't have a chance to win. Yeah. Uh, at that point, that money baby female was winning the cast, and the black and tan jit was trailing there close, and I knew I was third no matter what, so I just hung out for the last hour and let them shoot it out. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, that was, that was my final cast of the world, hun. I wasn't. I drove and I drove back. You know, it's fifteen and a half hours down it's a there. Long ways down I was there. just simmering the whole way home. <laughs> At least you didn't get you didn't get tired at the wheel when no, you're mad like that. No, I, I just drove straight through. Boy, that's hot. But and anybody knows he's a little more outspoken than I am. Yes. I'm a little quieter. I will say one thing about uh, shy, and I you, we can't say this about now. I love Dalton. Yes, I've, I've been I've judged Dalton and been around Dalton. I, I we, I've never had any trouble with him, but you never hear a bad word. I can't say that about Dalton because most people don't say anything bad about Dalton, but I've heard a couple of bad words. But, yes. Shy, you've been around this sport, and this bi- it's a business now. Yes, sir. I mean, it really is. You've been around this for a long time. You guys have taken dogs for the public to come down here and run loose on your farm. You've yes. started pups and stuff, and nobody ever says a bad word about Cheyenne Cummings. I I try to do what's right. <laughs> yeah, but how does that happen? I mean, you even if you do what's right all the time, it still yeah. happens, don't it, Dalton? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. He wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you got Shaq. You got it. What? What? He won after that World Hunt too. 
I oh. mean, yeah, yeah, he got. Yeah, I've, I've he's went. I've took him back the world since then, two or three yeah. times, and gotten the top fourteen, thirteen. Because I remember when we we just had the Strickland podcast with Ashley and and Country. Yes, and it seems like Shaq and Country were hot. Right, same yeah, year right at the you end. guys both had just a killer year yep. it's right there together and i remember every big hunt they'd say who are you picking for this hunt and it was always shack and country yeah, and well, shack and country well, uh, shack and country got in the top six of the pkc world that year yeah did you guys draw each other no through any of that no, never no, did never drew each other because that was always a hunt i wanted to make happen yes. with shack and country just to hear them two dogs treat i oh, even yeah. if they'd have treated together yeah. i wouldn't have been mad yeah. yes because that would have been that would have been awesome just to hear them both treat yeah so what are your plans you've got shack you've done all that winning with him you've done mafia you've got mafia you've done all the winning with him you had good dogs before that what are your plans for the future uh, keep raising pups and try to get another one you yeah. know just keep hunting you just lost a dog recently yes, tell me I, about that i lost the tack dog at the truck hunt we cut him and i never heard him but the wind was blowing and he was in there for over an hour and i think the dog drowned really? when i got in there he had a lot of mud in his mouth and he's full of water he's on dry land when i found him I, i'll never know really what did happen to yeah. him yeah do you think that maybe he caught something in one i of think he, i think he caught a what i think it was showing him treed this whole time, but it showed him move about 20 yards. I think he had a coon caught in a hole and finally got backed out, but he's just so full of water and mud that he, he couldn't yeah. make it. He caught – that was his – if he could have a hole, that was his hole. He caught a bunch of them. Yeah. He didn't say much on the ground. You know, Good track dogs that don't say a lot of the ground are yeah. going to catch He was cones. one of those that flew around like a – yeah. You know, you hear about them 13, 14 miles an hour, and you know, like over in them pecan orchards, he yeah. was one of them at a dead run, and you just find coons laying everywhere going to him treed. So you guys have so. kind of caught a rash of bad luck here with Demon. Yes. Losing Demon. You lose yeah. Tack. Yes. And so you, you've you tried some dogs here lately. I've and tried a lot of you. young dogs out of shack that treed coons. It's not what I'm looking for. And uh, Ronnie Smith had bought a dog out of shack, and – he end up selling me half of him, and I keep him here and hunt him. And when he wants to take him, he takes him. Yeah, what's that dog's name? Uh, Stogie. Are we gonna Are we gonna be hearing about that dog here I, pretty quick? I hope he's a. I, I think he's a pretty good young dog. We'll see. Well, Dalton, what's this dog like? Have you hunted with him? I haven't hunted with him. They said he's Cheyenne. Ain't gonna brag on him. No, they. <laughs> I talked to Ronnie about him. Cause Ronnie told he told he said, "Man of my stature can't hunt a dog like this every night." Uh. I guess he's just about stone silent, flies around, kind of a bushwhacking type dog, has a coon pretty much. Yeah. If if anything, he's a little independent to a fault. Yeah. uh, Me and Tyler was hunting together last Thursday night. Jenna strikes a coon right out of the truck, runs 100 yards, catches in the bottom of the tree. My dog split. He never gets none of it. Yeah. You know, he probably should have got part of that, but... I'll take it. Yeah, I say that's yeah. a pretty small hole to fill. Yeah, I'll take yeah it. if you're gonna if you're gonna have a silent one, they they pretty much have to be. I I've been there. Dead loners. Yeah. You, you guys yep. know what I hunt. Too, yes. and they don't say much on the ground. Nope. They got to be alone. Yep, they've yep. got to be a loner. Yeah, they twenty five and twenty five don't do it don't, you much it good. Don't work no. out. No, nope. no. Nope. So you've got this young dog you're hunting now. Are you still gonna breed Shaq? Yes, yes, I'm breeding Shaq. How old is Shaq now? He's he's eight years old. Yeah. Yeah. Shaq, oh, man, can you believe that? I know, time flies. I can, I still think of Shaq as a young dog. Yeah. You know, yes. you think of Mafia as an old dog, and you think of Shaq as a young dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Mafia, he lived a long time. Mafia was 13 when he died. Yeah. Yes. And uh, so Shaq's still got, he's, how many pups has Shaq got on the ground? Shaq's got around, oh, I'd say 500 or so. Yeah. I don't keep up, I don't look at that much, but he's he's got 500 or better. I know I talked to Ty Anderson here a while back and he's yeah. hunting a dog out of shack yes in an english female yes, crossbred dog and he said that's one of the best dogs he's ever turned yeah, loose. yeah i've not got a hunt with that dog yet but ty's real high on that young yeah. dog yeah ty's ty knows what a coon dog yes is. he does yeah yeah ty's a good hunter and he isn't scared to to get rid of one either no no i mean if he don't yeah. like it he ain't gonna yeah. it ain't gonna eat ty's pizza no absolutely not yes so 
the future's still looking pretty bright for you guys. Yes, sir. Even though with all the bad luck and all that stuff. Yes. So I mean, you can't you can't beat that. I mean, it could be worse. It could oh, be yeah. worse. You could not yep. have a dog. Be yep. stuck at home with your wife every night. <laughs> oh, don't tell no. her that. I want supper next yes. time I come by. I don't want I don't want to make her mad. Yeah. Dalton, what you got coming up? What do you hunt? I actually just bought a dog off a of demon. Uh, bought him last week. Haven't turned him loose yet. Yeah. He's Who not had him. Uh. What was that boy? Taylor Biggs, yes. I think is the boy's name. Yeah. Uh, he hadn't hunted him in a few months. He started roping. I don't know if he's going to suit me. He does, he's stone silent. No, oh, that ain't your style. No, maybe, not maybe my that's maybe reason, style. That's the reason I've got him tied at my house <laughs> yeah, now. He's, 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 out, he's out here in dad's <laughs> pen right now. But I bought him uh, just to have something off a of demon. I've got one, a litter mate to him. I've hunted him. At least two years old, and I've hunted him one time. Yeah. That boy of mine plays football and baseball and wrestles. and I know when you got small kids, yeah, it's hard. It's tough, tough, but this one that I just brought him to dad's and kicked him out. I coon hunted him one night. I hunted him with Shaq and whatever Buddy Licklider was hunting. Um, uh, he treed, what do you treat, a coon and a bobcat? Coon and a bobcat, first night yeah, he's ever hunted. Yeah, first night he's ever hunted, treat a coon, and, treat a coon and a bobcat. Yeah. And... I just put him up and baseball season we're playing travel baseball and then that turned into football and then football tournaments and so I just I brought him over here to dad's and kicked him out but if somebody wants a good young dog this one over here would be the real deal there you go uh, contact Dalton Cummings absolutely young dog absolutely so you guys and I first of all thank you for all your hospitality thank you I mean it's been I come in here I pull into Shy's driveway Jennifer's got a huge meal set out for me. All the beverages and food a man can eat and drink. Uh, you guys have been more than gracious. I, I really appreciate you letting me come down and sit down with you, first of all. Glad to have you. And second of all, we're going to get down here with the cameras because the world needs to see Shaq on a tree. That'll work. We'll go to the pecan bottoms when you come yeah, down. Yeah, I don't want to hunt over here. We're hunting over there where, where <laughs> Dalton was talking earlier. Yeah, we'll, go, we'll yeah. go over and hunt with Tyler. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Yeah, we'll go hunt some orchards right around to him. Is there anything you guys want to add before we get done? No. No. no I think we're good. Hey, I sure appreciate you hey, guys. Thank you very down. much. Thank you. Shy and Dalton, and especially Jennifer, because she's the one who does all the cooking and yes. she's the brains behind the operation. That's I don't that, care what the these truth. two say. That is, yep. I won't argue that point at all. She's drove us thousands and thousands of miles i will say one thing every time i see you guys at a hunt jennifer's wheeling you she she gets, yep, she, gets car, she gets car sick and it works out good she yep. has to drive well that's that's a good win yes, that's a win-win is. for yes. everybody ain't it you guys have always been a joy uh i really appreciate you. you're very good ambassadors to the sport and i think that's important and so i want to thank you for letting me sit down and letting you let me do this with you and do the podcast i really appreciate it and we'll get the cameras down here and get these dogs on film too, glad to so have you yeah. So that is uh, Dalton and Cheyenne Cummings, uh, owners and hunters of Redneck Mafia and two of the better guys in the sport. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Uh, I had a lot of fun bringing this to you. And so tune in, listen to this, listen next week, and listen for as long as you can to The Truth on the Houndsman XP Podcast Network.